Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi, and you're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Kay Rubicek. She's an author and an award-winning filmmaker. Welcome to the show, Kay. Thanks for having me, Gigi. I'm so honored to be here. Such an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you and where are you from? Well, you may guess from my accent, um, I'm from originally from Australia. Uh, but the story I like to tell people is where my family came from, uh, because that's such an inspiration to me. And I find that it's actually is helping. You know, I like to use this story to help people in, deal with problems that we're dealing with today in the world. So my family actually escaped from communist regimes three times. First in Russia in the 1920s, then in China in the 1950s, where my when, when my father was a teenager, he was born and, and raised in China as a as a Russian boy, actually, because they escaped in Russia. And then my husband's family escaped from the former Czechoslovakia uh, when that was under communist rule. And I was lucky to be born and raised in Australia and I moved to America here in uh, 2010, uh, which has just been fantastic because I've just got to learn so much about this country, which, you know, the, the, the impressions about America out in the world are not necessarily matching what's really going on here because um I'm just such a I think I'm very pro <laughs> pro America and Americans and American values after being here because in Australia we we're not always told you know what's what's really going on here so it's just great to be on the ground and see how things really are and so that's a little bit about my backstory and why I'm I, I guess I'm just so uh, a bit of a freedom fighter now to to be able just to because my family's lived through some really tough times and we're in tough times now as well. And times change, of course, but tyranny, danger, uh, tragedy, all of these things are part of the human experience. And I think we can learn so much from history and from the past. And I've certainly been doing that through my own experiences and my family, putting that into my my books and my films and bringing that all together. So that's, that's what I'm uh, really... I guess, passionate about sharing with people is, is a bit about my story. That's a bit about me. Very inspiring. Now, tell us a little bit more about your book, Who Are China's Walking Dead? It's a scary title, yes. And, um, okay, now this is based on interviews with former Chinese Communist Party officials. Okay, so so when, when some people have said to me, okay, well, that's such a scary title. Well, actually, it's a scary subject. It's about what socialist mentality, communist mentality does to a nation and to individuals. And so myself, I've interviewed more than 100 survivors from communist regimes. Majority of those were from China because China's the, the biggest regime under, under a communist party. Um, you can't call them a communist country because they themselves say that they're socialists, they're heading towards communism. But anyway, my book is interviewing former Chinese Communist Party officials, as well as other victims of the, the Communist Party, and really getting into the heads of what happens when we forget God, when we forget faith, when we replace that with uh, a group of elites that want to uh, play God, essentially, and, and start to disconnect us from our souls. And in China, they've done this for a very long time and under the Chinese Communist Party. It wasn't like that before, but the Chinese Communist Party has done this. They, the, the Communist Party did this to my family also in Russia. And 
And so I've been able to really dig deep into this in this um, book and also put my own experience in there of coming to understand who are the walking dead because it was that's it was actually came from a Chinese term that they told me, some of the officials. They called themselves the walking dead. And that's when I said, whoa, I need to really dig into this. I need to understand it. This is one little term, but actually it has so much meaning and so much so that I felt I had to have a book to to go into the depth of that because I feel that uh, we're in danger, that if we don't uh, learn from history, if we don't learn from what's going on in China right now, we're at risk of heading towards that, the walking dead. And, and I, I don't think any of us want to be that. So uh, that's why I wrote this book. Very powerful. And now you were actually in a Chinese prison. Can you tell us a little bit more about your experience? I guess I write about this in the book too. I've got a chapter in there on my experience, which kind of really kicked off why I've got this, uh, why I've focused a lot on China. Not only because my father was born and raised in China and had to escape communism there. Um, he didn't want to talk about his experience there. So it was, it, it, he never told me about the dangers of communism or, or, or what, what, what was going on in China. He just, he just said it was really, really bad time there. And um, so when I went to China myself and went face to face with the, <laughs> literally uh, at, at least 100 uh, Chinese police over a period of 23 hours, uh, it was so eye-opening. So I went as a human rights activist. I went in 2001 because I had been practicing a meditation practice called a Falun Dafa, and that had become outlawed in China. And it was the most popular meditation Qigong practice at the time in China. And so there was the government said there was 100, 70 to 100 million people practicing the country. And then they start, then they banned it, right? Because anything in China that is too big, too many people and can't be controlled. It's like trying to ban yoga, right? You, if you try and ban yoga, how do you stop people from going to the park with a mat? You, you know, you, you can't really do that. And that's what this was like. And so I had been, uh, I'd done this meditation, it had been great for me. And then I heard that they were, they banned it. And then I heard that they were torturing and killing people for it. And I'm like, this does not make sense. I need to, I need to understand this. And so I went to um, to appeal on Tiananmen Square. I heard about an American that was going and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go too. And, and I did. And so I went to China and I actually held a banner on Tiananmen Square that had three words on it in Chinese, truth, compassion and tolerance, universal values, right? Uh, they're also the principles of the Falun Dafa meditation. But those are something that to me I've always grown up with. That's part of my faith. That's part of my life. That's and I was told, I was arrested for that. So I was arrested. I was the last one holding the banner that had the word compassion on it. And as the police surrounded me, you know, I'm, I'm six foot tall. I'm, I'm pretty tall, right? And, and in China, the, the police, not that, not, I'm very tall. Anyway, so these shorter policemen are all surrounding me and they're coming closer and closer. And, and, and I, was, I was 21. I was, I was young at the time. And, and I looked over the banner to see what I'm holding holding the word compassion and there and then they come and beat me and pull the banner off me they pull my hair I get a few bruises and they shove me in a van and then they lock me in a prison cell in the basement of a Tiananmen police station Tiananmen Square police station and 
I'm sitting there thinking, what just happened? How is this possible? And you know what they told me? They said, truth, compassion, tolerance is illegal in China. And then, then I started to understand a bit about what communism does. And, and they kicked me out of China within 20, 23 hours because I was an Australian citizen. And if they didn't, um, if they kept me for longer than 23 hours, they would have had to inform the Australian embassy that I was arrested. So they got rid of me quickly. Um, but I mean, they were, they, they were, they used all types of tactics and I, and I got to see it with my own eyes, how they use propaganda, how they, how they use coercion. They were screaming and yelling, then they were trying to be very nice. And then they were humiliating. They did all these awful things. And, and I was just so shocked to see that. And I thought, wow, if I had, if I had different color skin, if I was Asian, I probably wouldn't have got out. Even, even with an Australian passport. It was, it was just unbelievable that they could treat fellow human beings like that. And it just opened my eyes to a whole other world because I'd grown up in a wonderful family and, and freedom to go to church every week, freedom to, to practice, meditate in a park whenever I wanted to, freedom to, to think and talk with my friends however I wanted to. And then in China, I say one word and I'm put into a prison you know, one word, compassion. So it, it just put me off on a, a track where I really have studied China a lot um, and and I've been following it very closely and I've gone back and looked at communism and I've looked at really how this um, destroys the soul of a nation, destroys the soul of an individual and, and it essentially really is a very evil ideology that is trying to destroy our faith and um, and that's something that we really need to be aware of because they don't use violence in every country. They use subversion and different tactics to try and, and undermine our freedoms. And so since I went face-to-face -face with that, I, I, I felt that, you know, when, once you have the knowledge of something, it's really hard to, to not do something about it because it weighs on you, weighs on you. So that's, that was my experience and I felt that I had to, I really had to look into this more and do something about it. Now, at any point during your, during your arrest, did you question whether you would come out of the prison alive? I, you know, I was very naive when I went. People told me I was naive and ignorant and they were absolutely right. Um, but I really didn't think they would kill me. Um, I, I don't think that, I didn't think they would kill me because I'm an Australian, I was an Australian citizen. They could have. They absolutely could have. They could have, they could have locked me up. Um, if they had killed, um, you know, it would have been a big uproar. They they generally, you know, under communist regimes, they've learned that violence, public violence, really um, is damaging for them. <laughs> um, it's damaging for everyone else too, but it's very damaging for their reputation and they care so much about their reputation. They are such an insecure regime. Uh, as big and powerful as they look, they are so insecure because they are constantly trying to defend their reputation and make them, make them legitimate because we know that they're, they're not, they're not, they're not pro, not even pro humanity. Um, and, and so I really didn't think that I really didn't know, but I really thought that I would come out alive. Um, bruises, would I be arrested? How, how would I be treated? There was other people there who were sexually assaulted, other women. My friend had a, a bloody nose and broken finger. 
Um, so there were some others that got taken away individually and they got beaten very badly. Um, and I was lucky that I just came back with some uh, with bruises and and um, just a, a scarred soul, I guess. Once who once you sort of witness the how how people can be um, brainwashed to the extent that they they're willing to persecute you for holding a, a sign that says compassion, and they think that that's normal uh, to arrest someone for doing that. It's it's just so beyond belief. But that this is. This is a massive country that's trying to take power over the world and really undermine America and American values and, and, and undermine our, our faith. So I, I feel like we need to understand how they think. And, uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's my answer. I know you asked, would I, would I get out alive? I really think I would get I did think I would get out alive, but I, I was very naive and ignorant at the time. Amen. And I'm so sorry to hear about that. And thank God that you're still with us today. Now, Kay, can you tell us a little bit more about your new film, Finding Courage? That is a family story that is, it was my trip to China did inspire this movie, but it was a woman that I met in California who, she, she came from China, but she lives in America now. And she she smiles, right? Smiles are so powerful. She has overcome such tragedy. The tragedy in her life is just unbelievable. Her sister was killed in a labor camp. Her brother uh, in China, her brother was sent to 13 years in prison for printing flyers, printing flyers, freedom of speech in China doesn't exist, right? Um, she was arrested. She was arrested for holding a banner too. And she was put in the same prison cell as me. I didn't realize that until I met her. And I was like, wow, we were in the same prison cell. But because you're Asian and you have a different passport to me, I made it out easily where she was, oh, the treatment that she received was absolutely horrific. I went, I'm, um, and, and in the, in the movie, we don't go into, you, you know, there's a fine line between what people can take. And I don't, I'm not interested in making horror movies, but um, I love triumph over tragedy stories and I love faith over fear stories and I love family stories. So that's what this story is. It shows that there is hope. And and what I find is, is no matter how hard things get, you know, when I'm dealing with stuff in my life and I know when making that movie because I, I also edited it as well. And it's editing a documentary film when you've got secret undercover footage that was filmed inside a Chinese labor camp when you know that people are in danger from giving that footage to you. That's a burden there. When you interview all these people who say, I've never told anyone this before, and I'm listening thinking, I don't think I'm going to be able to include that part in the movie, but you're telling me, what do I do with this story now? There's so much weight that comes with these um, these tragedies that people tell you and you just feel you have to do justice to their story. So there's so much I felt a lot of pressure making this movie, but I would think about the story, the characters in this movie and think they went through so much. And here I am complaining about, you know, my, my problems, my difficulties and, and the ability to overcome such tragedy and still come out on the other end with hope, with faith, with a smile. I just say, okay, I, I really have nothing to worry about. It just gives you such perspective. And so that's what finding courage is for me. 
but for everyone that's been filming uh, screening in film festivals um, throughout the country, it's we're, we're so honoured to have, have it won five Best Picture awards and and, and lots of other awards, and um, and and being in the audience with people and you hear them laugh at the same time, you hear them gasp at the same time, and 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 there are tears, you know, you, you hear people cry, and but you just know this story touches everybody at. at wherever you wherever you're at and and i just think it's these universal stories that we can use to encourage each other to say yeah times are tough but but we can get through it and but we've got to have faith we really got to have faith yeah amen finding courage truly matters ladies and gentlemen i have watched a film i highly recommend checking it out it's such a powerful film and very inspiring now Kay, can you tell us more about your experience as a third generation fighter of communism yeah, it's it's communism has is such a um, challenge these days because if you say communism, we don't have a clear, we don't have a consensus on what is communism, and the biggest challenge I found is that we never had the trials for the crimes of communism, and because of that, my family didn't talk about the crimes of communism that they experienced. You know, my grandparents and great-grandparents, they saw bodies, dead bodies hanging in the trees through the forests while they had to go by foot, sometimes horseback. They spent five years to travel to safety from one side of Russia down through Mongolia and eventually down to China. And their story, they didn't want to talk to us about it because they found freedom. And and I, I understand now that they didn't want to relive that tragedy and a lot of people when they run away from tyranny they 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 find safety and they want to they want to forget about it because they need to they need to adjust if you keep bringing up that tragedy you can't get on with your life so i i understand that and i really respect my family for that but what i've learned now is that we have nowhere left to run uh you, you know my family escaped communism three countries three generations i want to make sure that my kids have freedom and that they have a place to go to because in a global society now we don't have countries to run to borders are being decimated um the the values of individual countries are being wiped out for a globalist type of authoritarianism that's born from this communist ideology where man wants to play god and 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 that is that is the really fundamental thing. So this thing of communism, socialism, pro- progressivism, leftism, all these types of ism words confuse the water. You know, it really muddies the water and makes us think, well, I think this one's good, but that one's not not bad. And this one's a little bit bad, but this one's really bad. We have to get back to basics and we have to recognize that there are people that communism didn't just die. It didn't just say, oh, well. Um, the Soviet Union fell and we don't, we're not needed anymore. We have to really fundamentally recognise, and this is what I've come to learn through my experience from China in really digging in deep into this and into my family history is, one, remember our history. Learn our history. Respect it. Respect your elders <laughs> because there is so much we can learn from other people. And, um, and so that's a fundamental thing for me because I, I had received socialist education in, in Australian university. and. And I recognize that you know, to that you have to have humility. You've got to have humility to, to realize that you can actually learn from the past. 
And and that is a key aspect to this. And so as a freedom fighter against uh, against communism today, communism has changed, but it never stopped. And we are absolutely naive to think that communism just disappeared. And because we've never had trials for the crimes of communism, it's different to, say, Nazism, where there's a general consensus in society, and I was taught in school the crimes of the Holocaust, and it's clearly etched in my mind what happened there. But no one taught me the crimes of communism, and communists have killed more. They're the biggest mass murderers in the world. There, there is no debate on that. And people will try to justify and say, well, they were trying to achieve this, they're trying to do that. That's that's really, it's really evil when you start to say some humans are worth killing. Some have to die. That's what communist ideology comes down to. Whereas people are looking down on others. It's not all men are created equal under God. It's I'm smarter than you. And if you have to die, you have to be willing to accept that. And um, for the greater good. And, and eventually communism comes after those who... Um, support it it always has in throughout history you can see that those who support it those who get behind it push it forward once the next regime gets into power it's those people that are wiped out because they're never going to have that power so it's I, I feel really sad for people who are duped by the this type of ideology but I think that people of faith we're the ones that really uh, have to recognize that this is not just a political ideology this is something that's really trying to undermine our, our, our futures. It's really trying to undermine humanity. And, and I think that's, I just feel like I want my kids to know that um, they, to know what freedom is and to value it because we take it for granted. And unless we understand that and look back to history, we're going to forget. And slowly these things will be wiped out and we'll just suddenly find ourselves among the walking dead like China did. And I really don't want that to happen. So I feel that we must recognise what we have. And, and America is the beacon of hope for the world. No matter what people say, no, no matter what detractors there are, a lot of that detracted, detraction comes from, has been planted by communist ideology intentionally to undermine our faith and freedom. Break apart the family, right? If communists can break apart the family, they can brainwash us, they can do anything. Family is the biggest protection we have and strength to protect us from communist infiltration. If, if I may, uh, Gigi, there's, there's one, um, it, it, I'm, I'm going to put this out in my next book, but, um, you know, I was reading about brainwashing experiments which were done by scientists through, throughout, throughout history, and, um, but the, the communists have really done them very, in a very detailed way, very systematically, and what they found, uh, one scientist in particular from uh, Germany that I, I studied, he found that, you know, it's pretty easy to brainwash people when you're doing it scientifically. But the ones that are hardest to brainwash are those that have the strongest family ties, strongest family connections. And when I read that, I said, yes, this is what we need. We need to be reminded of our own power, of our own, our own, our, our God-given powers, our God-given um, strength. And, and we need to remind each other and, and strengthen these things because we have a lot of defence against communism. We have a lot of defence against tyranny and, and these things that are trying to undermine us because it's so easy to get scared and worried about, oh, oh it's too big, it's too, it's too complex, it's too impossible. 
like the CCP, like Chinese Communist Party. It's impossible. It's not. It's not if we walk with God. It's not if we have faith on our side. It's not if we really strengthen our families, remember our history. So I'm actually really inspired and excited to, to know and to be able to share that there is a lot of hope against any tragedies and danger that we're facing. And you, me, everyone listening is, our, you know, we're essentially all walking miracles and we just have to remember that. And then we really have the power because the communists are always trying to tell us that we're stupid, we don't know anything, and that we need these elites to tell us what to do and what to think because we're just not smart enough buy and do exactly what they want. We need to really call that out and say, that's not true. You know, I'll follow God, not you. Thank you very much. So that's that's my um, take-home message, I think, for where, where as, as a freedom fighter, I think we, we really have to fight in this way. This is this is where I, I think we, we need to go. Very true. Now, you did have some comments that came in from Eden's Living TV. She says, hey, beautiful ladies, fight to save our children and families. She also said, truth, family ties are what defeats darkness. Thank you for listening in. And Rudy Goldenheis says, amen. Everything in the Bible is built on relationships. Yes. Oh, that is, that is, and isn't relationships what is being attacked, right? Divide and conquer is straight out of the communist playbook. And it just happens again and again where we're made to hate each other. Where is that? Where's the love in that? Where's the need? And and we, people of faith especially, we have a lot of power because we have we have that the strength of God on our side. We have to make sure we don't hate because it's too easy to fall into like that. I've I've done that. I fall in the, into that trap of like, oh they're bad. They're hurting us. They're they're doing this. They're doing that. We have to not fall into the trap because if we do, then we just play right into it, and and we shouldn't hate. Because hate is such a powerful emotion that that can just destroy uh, families. It can destroy everything. And it doesn't mean that we have absolute tolerance for, for heinous crimes and things like that. No, but we shouldn't fall for the deception. They're trying to get us to hate each other, fight, argue, not talk to each other, break those relationships within our society and break the relationships within our families. And so I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, we, we have to strengthen those relationships. That, that is a huge power that we, that we have. And that's, God's taught us that. We, we, need to, we need to be able to follow that. That's right. Love conquers hate. Now, Kay, how important is it for a society to place God back in his proper place, which is first? It's fundamental fundamentally important because if, if you trace back the roots of you know say say communism right to me I, Karl Marx wrote in his his in his works he called it a specter what is a specter it can be it can be a devil it can be uh, a ghost a spirit it's it's anyone who says that um communism doesn't believe in spirituality or anything is it's not it's just not true um it's it's essentially you know it's it's a form of worshiping <laughs> worshiping the devil it's I, I mean and this is what is always trying to play god and and if we play god we're putting ourselves above god and that's the ultimate danger when we disrespect our 
it it's to me it's far worse than disrespecting our elders disrespecting our history is disrespecting our creator and and when we have humility and respect for the creator then everything's possible and we can we can overcome anything and everything and no matter how bad things get we can and will get through it but we must put god in the right place in china the chinese communist party is always above every religion's god and that just says it says everything to me you know if if you cannot put god in in the right in the right place then then we really have a problem and we 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 just should not compromise on that i say that that's one thing we should not compromise on and we should never put politics above god and never put a political tyrannical murderous regime above god i i i think that's a fundamental fundamentally important that's very true. And now I watched one of your documentaries as well. And in the documentary, you all cover the constitution. How important is the constitution? Oh, for America, it, what an, I say it's fundamentally important. I mean, this is, that's what makes America, America. And without it, I don't know what we would have. Uh, we would just be sinking into tyranny. So the Constitution, uh, you know, I did the, the the documentary you watched was probably the one that said, you know, how to read the Constitution. And that was, I think we all need a lesson on how to read the Constitution because we are being taken away from that. And learning more about the founding fathers, I, I wasn't taught that in, in, uh, in Australia about American history. I learned that here through my own studies and through talking to wonderful Americans who have opened my eyes to who the founding fathers are and just to see the faith that they had and how they came together and were able to put that constitution together. I, I cannot, I, I mean, the struggles that we have just to get a single bill passed or, or something debated in, in, in the government these days is, is such a challenge. Imagine what challenge they had putting together an entire constitution for a new nation that no longer had a monarchy and was putting God first, the creator first, divine providence first, but saying that we're going to do our best to, to be good people and respect each other's rights and, and respect those rights. I just think they worked a miracle. But they themselves said, you can see in George Washington's writings and, and some of the other founding fathers, that they owe they 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 credited that to the creator to divine providence not to human beings because and when i read the constitution and i think about how they were able to achieve that i think it is a miracle and uh and and that's again where we have to give credit where it's due and um and that's what america is founded on that without that what do we have it's it's not america anymore very true and now, Kay, can you tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome? The major challenge I had to overcome. Oh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Capricorn. I I, <laughs> I just think whatever that's worth for anyone who looks at that, whether it's right or wrong, I just fit a lot of those traits. I I, I work very hard. I'm a bit of a workaholic, and um and and sometimes it gets me down, and and I just find that um you know, when you, I, I take on a lot of work and, and you get weighed down by a lot of negativity. And, um, and with the studies that I've done over these last uh, decade or so is, is 
hearing a lot of these stories, as I mentioned a, a bit earlier, is these tragic stories that I've heard from so many people. And when they tell you that to, to, to your face and they say, I've never told anyone this before and they're crying and I'm sitting there listening and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, this is such a powerful story. And I couldn't share it publicly because it was in a private interview. And, and uh, But they opened up to me and this happened again and again and again. And I thought, I can't, I can't, I know that's not going to make it into the movie because in the movie you can only, you've only got your 80, 80 to 90 minutes to play with. So, you know, I think the, the biggest thing I, I, a real simple thing I had to do was I had to smile, right? You know, we have these amazing bodies that we've been given by God and um, they're just miraculous. So I, you know, I'd get down, I'd feel really down and, um, and I would force myself to smile and I'm like, I don't want to do it. Smile. I don't want to do it. Smile. <laughs> you have to make yourself do it. That's really no matter how bad things get. And this is a miracle of the human body. When you do that. Now, there's a lot of neurons and science and scientists have done amazing studies on that. I want to make a documentary about this one day. It's on my, it's on my to-do list. The, the way it connects to the body, to the neurons, to the dopamine and all the things that go on in our miraculous human bodies that we have on this earth, it actually makes you feel better. And we are pushed into such a short-term thinking mode these days where it's like, oh, you've got another meeting. Oh, you've got to slide through that Instagram feed. Oh, you've got to click like. Oh, that video's 10 seconds. No one's going to watch a two-minute video. They just want 10 seconds now. Everything's short, 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 fast, fast, fast. We don't take the time to do the basics and get back to basics, get back to our traditions and I found that this is the simplest thing, which actually sometimes really hard for me to do is just be like, I'm down. Oh, it's hard. Smile. And I have to force myself, but damn it, it works. <laughs> and it reminds me of the miracle of life. It just reminds me of the miracle of life and, and the positivity that, that, yes, negativity. There we go. So I see that comment coming in there. Yes. That positive thought, when you have that positive thought, oh, my gosh, it's so powerful. And we've been trained by communist ideology to make us think that our thoughts don't mean anything and that our, our it just doesn't matter what we think or say or what we put into our minds and our bodies, but it really does matter. And when we can put that out of ourselves, then, then that smile can, can be contagious to others. But I found that for myself, I had to find a way to deal with negativity. And sometimes in my head, I just couldn't get out of it. But my body, this miraculous human body we have, would help me change that and get out of it just by making myself smile. And what a miracle is that? The little things, you know, that's what we've got to remember, I think. I do. <laughs> anyway. I love it. Very powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this message, Make sure to remember to smile, no matter what challenge you have gone through, or if you're facing a difficult time right now or challenge today, remember to smile. Thank you, Kay, for sharing that with us. Now, Kay, what gives you the most joy? Uh, probably my kids. <laughs> um, you know, I, when I was a mother, uh, when I became a mother, I had no idea what to do. And um, 
it was really tough. It was really tough trying to figure out how to be a mom. Um, my mother died when, when I, when my son, just literally a few months after my son was born and it was really tough. And, you know, it's just, how do you get through that? And now my kids, my son's just turned 19 and, um, my daughter's 15 and I'm just so proud of them, you know, and I think times are tough. Oh my gosh. You, you give me joy. You know, I'm thinking, here we go. I've got some tears of joy here because I'm so proud of my kids and so proud of, you know, being able to have a family. And I think that's what we're all fighting for because that's, that's really what everything comes down to is those relationships. And I think, well, I've got them through to this point where they are able to discern media and not be obsessed with video games and it's been really hard but when I see them now I just have so much joy and just to you know when we spend time together now it's different to when they were little which I loved as well but I was such a like I don't know what I'm doing but you work it out and you get to the end of the journey and it's another stage another stage of the journey and you can say well Okay. And it proved a theory. It's like, yes, families really do matter. So I can say I lived that one and I survived it. And I'm so looking forward to the next stage with them as they get into their twenties. And, and, uh, and I can say with, um, with such joy that our families can be so strong and so powerful and we can get through anything together, but we have to not give up because it's, it's hard. So, um, yeah but it's really worthwhile. Amen. Beautiful things happen when you let go and let God, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Now, Kay, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Well, I gave you my tip on smiling and I gave you my tip on family. And, and I think having gratitude is, is the main thing. Um, other than those things that I, I feel that to walk with to walk with faith is when you have gratitude then you remember to be to have humility and you remember where things came from you have respect for your parents you have respect for your ancestors you have respect for your culture you have respect for your heritage you have respect for your country you have respect for your God and then you know if you respect God then 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 you just remember where where you're coming from ultimately where we the ultimate roots of where we come from. And I think it's, it's, it's hard to do that, right, all the time. But I, I think in these times it's especially more important, more than ever. People are having, finding, as you know, it's so hard to find faith these days because we are so distracted by short-term thinking, short-term shiny things all around us with technology and wonderful tools that help us save time but actually take us away from thinking long term and I'm not saying technology is bad I'm just saying that we still got to get back to basics and I think basic gratitude is a fundamental thing because if you can remember you know and I do this myself if I can remember to be grateful for what I have and the little things to be grateful to be able to smile you know I, I had a friend who had a stroke he couldn't smile for a while I should be grateful I can smile right it's these little things that do matter Things that seem so small, insignificant, they actually really have a lot of power 
in our faith and freedom and in our families. So gratitude, that's my take home. Amen. Gratitude and walk with faith. Now, Kay, any last words for the audience today? Um, I'm so, um, I just really enjoyed this conversation. And let's say, you know, Gigi and I didn't color coordinate today, but um, we just happened to be coordinated. And when, when I came on the call, I was like, yes, I was, I was thinking, do I, do I wear this shirt or should I sw switch the shirt? I'm like, oh, I really like, I feel like wearing pink today and we even going to match my lips to that. And then I get on the call and there's Gigi. And I just thought that was a sign that, you know, I just went ahead with it. You know, you just take each step. Don't think too much. And I could have thought, well, this shirt, that shirt. And I said, no, just, just, just walk, right? Just walk with faith. Just keep walking. That's, I guess that's my final, final words, you know, but thinking about, you know, what we did today, Gigi was just so, so much fun. We get on that call and we're both like, wow, we're thinking the same today. And, and, um, and I was just so inspired to see you and hear you. And, and then I thought, well, you know, it's really, it's just that keep taking those steps. We've got to walk with faith, but we have to keep on walking. That's the key, keep thing. Main thing is don't stop. However slow you're going, don't stop. Just keep taking each step at a time. I think that's the fundamental thing. Amen. Walk with faith. And yes, that was definitely not planned for us to match today, <laughs> but it happened, right? It was planned by God. Let's leave it with that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Now, Kay, where can the audience find you? My website is the best place to where you can see uh, all my work there. Uh, that's my name, kayrubacek.com. And but also follow me on Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm there a lot. I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, so just use my name. You'll find me there. But uh, my website has everything um, with you can see the docs and, and the documentaries I've made and the, um, my latest book. I'll have a new book coming out so you can add your email to my email list so that you get notified when my new book comes out. And that will be on how to defend yourself from tyranny and uh so i'll be writing about i'm um, i'm writing about the some of the tips that i talked talked about today so there'll be more tips in that book of of what we can do the power that we each have when we walk with faith so um yep please follow me on facebook and uh, go to my website kruberchek.com amen i love it ladies and gentlemen make sure to check out Kay on all of her social media platforms and also her website and that's kruberchek.com and also facebook as well make sure to check her out and thank you again, Kay. God bless you and be safe. Thank you so much, Gigi. You too. Bye-bye.